0: today, then one to gather as the body and bride of Christ, but two, to gather and be able to watch this beautiful picture of Christ's death, burial and resurrection and the lives of these new believers, but as well to partake of the Lord's Supper today to, um, to remind us of what Christ has accomplished for us and as well that the Lord Jesus is coming back for His people. Uh, amen. Uh, well today, uh, a couple other things, we are missing Miss Joanne today. Uh, she's still out sick, so please be in prayer for her. So with that, we will not have choir practice tonight. Uh, we've been trying to figure out about trying to do a Christmas cantata, but we will keep you updated, so we might be making some adjustments. or We're going to sing some sort of Christmas song eventually, and we're going to try to use a group to do it, all right? Uh, so y'all just stay tight with the announcements and things. But tonight, we will have Bible study with Brother Rick here in the sanctuary, and then I'll be having our membership class uh, for those of you who are in that. And and then as well for the seniors ministry going on the ARC trip, balance of funds are due by November 27th. And for all the gentlemen who are going on the men's prayer advance in January, the same is true for you all as well. If you got questions, see me because this coming week we're going to get fully registered and get hotels and all that stuff. Yes, sir. All right, so Seniors Ministry will be this Tuesday instead of Thursday, celebrating Thanksgiving. So see uh, Danny and Brenda for details of what you can bring to eat, all right, because I'm sure there'll be some good food. Um, Then as well, Thursday, November 17th, uh, the holiday baskets for shut-ins, the ladies will be gathering at 6 o'clock for that. They'll be eating, um, bring the side salads if you want, and desserts to share, and they'll be filling up those baskets, and they'll be delivering them on December the 3rd, but before they do that on the 3rd, they'll have a... Christmas Brunch and Gift Exchange at the Draper Mercantile. There's a sign-up sheet at the back as well as a menu. I believe that they need you to write down what you're wanting because they're going to order it ahead of time uh, to have you guys ready to go. Um, Then as well, on Tuesday, uh, the Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, the 22nd, instead of having a Wednesday night service, we'll have Tuesday night uh, because I know a lot of people are out uh, doing cooking Wednesday or doing whatever you do, prepping. I don't know, prepping for the in-laws. I don't know what you're doing Wednesday, but you're prepping for something. But that Tuesday we'll gather together and we'll have a time that night of uh, just a short devotion, fellowship. We might sing, but we'll have some opportunity for testimony. It's always a sweet service just to thank and praise the Lord. And then as well for the Christmas shoe boxes, want to thank you guys for bringing some of those in. I think we're missing about 70 of them though. So if you're one of those 70 of them, Go ahead and bring them on in, all right? But we got till the 27th. That is a firm date, all right? Uh, We can't bring them in afterwards because we got to get them to Brother A.J. James. That way he can get them uh, to their destination, all right? So with all that, I think that's all my announcements. And uh, I'm going to put this microphone back and try not to drop it in here. And we're going to have our first baptism. So Mr. Malachi, why don't you come on down? got to hold him up because I think he's too short. He might baptize himself. Alright. Brother Malachi, are you trusting Jesus and Jesus alone for your salvation? Yeah. Is there anything you'd like to say? No. No? Alright. That's alright, brother. Well, it's my privilege to baptize you, my little brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. That was the first time I baptized somebody and they floated the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this next one is Brother Josiah. Uh, now, Josiah, he, he earned his baptism today, and I'll tell you why. Because yesterday, the guy that was filling up the baptistry overfilled it. <laughs> and uh, he brought his shop back. And then when, when that just wasn't cutting the mustard, we brought in serve crow. So praise the Lord. All is dry and all is wet. The water's wet, so we're going to baptize Josiah. Come on! Oops. <laughs> all right, it's, it's going to be a lively one here, isn't it? All right, Josiah, are you trusting Jesus and Jesus alone for your salvation? Yes, sir. Is there anything you'd like to say? <laughs> no. Don't be shy. Yeah, I'm busy. All right. <laughs> all right. I've been told to hold him down a little longer, but I don't know. Josiah, it is my privilege to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. All right. Anybody else needs dumping? All right, the water's still going to stay on, it's still going to stay wet, so if you need to, we can get you dumped, you just see me, But I want to open us up in prayer, and then Brother is going to come, and we're going to sing. We're going to worship the Lord today. And I hope that and pray that we do so with hearts full of joy and gladness because today we've just gotten to watch two beautiful pictures. The best picture that there is of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection and the power of the gospel. I want you to know the gospel still saves souls, hey. the gospel is still enough, and God is building his church today. Amen? Hey. Let us pray. Lord God, be coming to you this day. We just want to thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that we can gather, we can meet. Lord, we thank you for the power of the gospel, that it is still powerful enough and always will be powerful enough to save souls. And Lord, we thank you for the beautiful picture of this baptism, Lord, that we are dead, buried, and risen with Christ. And Lord, that now our life is is hidden with Christ and God, Lord, what a privilege and honor it is. I pray that today that as we sing, we would sing with our whole hearts, that we would sing with uh, just attitudes that are absolutely grateful and thankful for your faithfulness to us. And God, that today, that as your word goes forth, it would go forth with power from the Holy Spirit, that it would open up eyes and ears and hearts to believe and and Lord that you would do a great and mighty work today God we just thank you for meeting with us we thank you that you would hear our prayers we thank you Lord that we can gather and we can just be in your presence Lord draw us together today give us a spirit of unity and Lord that you would continue to build your church as you said you do we ask all this in Jesus name Amen
1: Amen. Praise the Lord for those precious souls. Thank you, Jesus. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. And if you're able, please stand, and we'll start our worship by singing. And our first song is, To God Be the Glory. To God be the glory. He deserves all the glory, for he is a glorious God. Psalm one twenty six three tells us that the Lord hath done great things for us, whereof we we are glad. Make it be known you're glad by singing out unto the Lord with a joyful heart and thankfulness. To God be the glory. To God, God be the, the glory, great things, great, things done, great things he hath done. So loved he the world that he gave us his Son. Who yielded his life an atonement for sin. And open the life gate that all may go in. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father through Jesus the Son and give him the glory. Great things he hath done. O perfect redemption, the purchase of blood. To every believer the promise of God. The vilest offender who truly believes. That moment from Jesus a pardon receives. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the earth hear his voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, let the people rejoice. O oh, come to the Father, through Jesus the Son, and give him the glory, great things he hath done. Great things he hath taught us, great things he hath done, and great our rejoicing through Jesus the Son. But pure and higher and greater will be our wonder, our transport, when Jesus we see. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, Let the earth hear His voice. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Let the people rejoice. Oh, come to the Father, through Jesus the Son, and give Him the glory, great things He hath done. Amen. We have a great God the one and only true and living God, our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you for all you've done. Psalm 79, 9 tells us, Help us, O God, of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Glory to his name, hymn number 493, Glory to his name. Down at the cross where my Savior died, down where for cleansing from sin I cried, there to my heart was the blood applied, glory to his name, glory to his name, glory to his name. name. There My heart was the blood applied, glory to his name. Oh, precious fountain that saves from sin, I am so glad that I entered in. There Jesus saves me and keeps me clean, glory to his name. Glory to his name, glory to his name. <clears throat> there to my heart was the blood of life. glory to his name. <clears throat> Come to this fountain so rich and sweet, cast thy poor soul at the Saviour's feet plunge into day and be made complete glory to his name glory to his name glory to his name name. there to my heart was the blood applied glory to his name 1 Corinthians 1.30 tells us, but of him are ye in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom, and righteousness, and sanctification, and last but not least, re- and redemption. There is a redeem- redeemer, hymn number 308, there is a redeemer. <clears throat> There is a Redeemer Jesus God's own Son Precious Lamb of God Messiah Oh, 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 oh. Till the work on earth is done. Jesus, my redeemer, name above all names, precious Lamb of God, Messiah, hope for sinners slain. Thank you, oh my Father, for giving us your Son, and leaving your Spirit till the work on earth is done. When I stand in glory, I will see it face. King forever in that holy place. Thank you, oh, my Father, for giving us your Son. Before before being seated, please uh, greet everyone. see a lot of new folks here. Good to have all y'all new folks, okay? New faces. Please wave, smile, shake hands, say hello, whatever it takes to fellowship and make everyone feel welcome. Brother.
2: I, took a
1: two hour nap from like I thought I seen a little... Yeah, like, Which
0: one we going to do?
1: Praise the Lord for a little Christian fellowship in God's house, in His sanctuary. Praise the Lord. Well, if you would, make your way on back, make your way on back to your seat. Thank you all for participating and making our visitors welcome and everyone welcome for that matter. Right now we have some special music by Larry Davis and Teddy. Hello Teddy. Ted, Today is Teddy's birthday. So let's sing happy birthday to him, a little short version. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Teddy. We love you. Happy birthday to you. Amen. Larry Davis, Teddy Turner, and Tony 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 Higgs. Tony, yeah.
2: Oh, right there is fine. Right. Well, I asked Teddy, how old is he going to be? 41 years old? What did you tell me? 47. 47? Wow. The giant teddy bear is 47 years old. Um, Chilly this morning. I was going to fire up the wood stove, and I couldn't get paper to burn. it. Was the and uh, some of you old folks. about my age, or, well, I won't insult anybody, but older folks, remember back when we were growing up how cold it got. I mean, it got cold back in those days. I remember one time it got so cold the smoke froze as it came out of the chimney. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I saw uh, 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 Nightcrawler, that's what it yeah. One of them big old worms you fish with. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd crawl the skin skinning out a woolly worm to get his coat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it
2: was cold back then. you <laughs> gonna Y'all know I'm kidding, right? you gonna dedicate Wayne. Yeah, no. Well, Wayne Ross, our buddy, singing buddy, he's in the VA hospital. <clears throat> and uh don't know when he's gonna get out. He was in bad shape when he went in and uh they told him that they weren't gonna let him come home till he got better. So we don't know when he's gonna get better, but he's getting a little better every day. So remember him in your prayers. Teddy's dad is uh, has terminal cancer. He's supposed to be watching us on live stream today. So we'll dedicate this song to Ted's dad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Wayne also. Yeah. I and get started on the right song. Tony, you may have to kick me off of that, I'm looking at the words to the second song and I don't have the words to the first song. I don't know what I'm gonna do. <laughs> Pull me out of it, Ted. Uh, be aware after all. It will? Yeah. Okay. That's what, say. That's, what <laughs> that's what it is, that's what I'm saying. We need We're our spirit, spirit filled for Teach us right from wrong. We need our old fashioned seekers who pray all night long. We need some good gospel singing, don't we? To help us go. go. The church will try. name up to Jesus. Let's help each other make it home. Cause it'll be, be worth it after all. Child week and he asked all the veterans to stand up and i looked around and i only saw one that was rick and i know there's more vets here than that i'm pointing at one right there veterans if there's veterans here stand up please i want to say how much we appreciate y'all We owe you a lot. This country, you know, God gave us this nation we live in. And the vets have kept this nation for us, kept us free. And, uh, fought, and a lot of them have died. And uh, we always just want to do this song in honor of our vets today. So to I figure out what gear to get in here. If tomorrow all the things were wrong, I'd worked for all my life and I had to start again. It was just my family and my wife. By the way, I'm gonna stop right there and I'm gonna dedicate this to Miss Shirley. Somebody said <laughs> the birthday lady, I forgot completely. It's Teddy's birthday, it's also Miss Shirley's birthday. God bless you. We appreciate you so much. Damn. And I want to dedicate this to you. Okay. I'm going to start at the beginning. I'll tell you what. It's getting old. It's, it's all right. <laughs> and it's a side effects. It's, it's rough. <laughs> we appreciate you. If tomorrow all the things were gone, I'd worked for all my life, and I had to start again with just my children and my wife. I thank my God above to be living here today, cause the flag still stands for freedom, and they can't take that away. And I'm proud to be an American. Where at least I know I'm free And I won't forget the ones who died Who gave that right to me And I'd gladly stand up next to you And defend her still today Cause there ain't no doubt I love this land God bless the U.S.A. From the lakes of Minnesota, to the hills of Tennessee, and across the plains of Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, New York to L.A., well, there's pride in every true American's heart, and it's time we stand up and say that I'm proud get his son who died that made us free indeed and I'd gladly stand up next to you and proclaim his name today cause there ain't no doubt God has given us this land God has blessed the U.S.A.
1: you added that little tag on the end there, Brother Larry, to God be the glory for this great nation that he's made. He made it for us. Well, we have a very special person in our midst today. Now, we ain't up here to glorify man, but if you lived to be 90 years old, you'd like to be recognized too, wouldn't you? Well, we have a born-again sister in Christ, Miss Shirley Hill. And won't you just stand, Miss Cheryl? we got to embarrass you just a little bit. <laughs> Amen. And, uh, she's got a sweet spirit, and we love her. And y'all uh, join with me as we sing Happy Birthday to her. Te- today was Teddy, and we sung Happy Birthday to him. And let's sing Happy Birthday to Miss Cheryl. you got to stand back up if you're able. Thank you, Lord. I'm able to stand. Amen amen i'm thankful too all the love. amen we do love you anybody know shirley they, i know you love because she's a good christian lady amen. happy birthday to you <laughs> happy birthday to you wow. happy birthday dear shirley and we love you happy birthday to you okay Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we thank God for all of y'all. Thank God for, uh, surely, that God's given her, by His mercy and grace, 90 years on this earth. And uh, so, praise the Lord. Now, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer, and I ask, please pray with me as we go to the one and only true and living God. Our Father in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for all your blessings. We thank you, Lord, for everything you do for us. Thank you, Lord, for times which is daily. You deliver us from evil, and we're not even aware of it at times. We thank you for your love and your forgiveness, Lord, and your faithfulness. We thank you for your word that's been proclaimed here today and also in Sunday school. Thank you, Lord, for the privilege of prayer. Thank you, Lord, for every soul that's in our midst here today. We just thank you for the opportunity to come to your house and assemble together in your name and worship you, Lord, in the spirit. We ask, Lord, that you would just bless each song, each word, Lord, and, uh, it, in today's service. And we ask, Lord, that you would bless Pastor Joe as he brings your message to your people. Help him to deliver your message, Lord, and uh, give him the strength. Lord, in the wisdom and guidance through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, uh, Lord, we will just uh, praise you for all that has been accomplished here today and all that will be accomplished. And may everything said, sung, and done, Lord, in this uh, assembly here today, bring honor and glory to the one that deserves it. And that's you, Heavenly Father. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, if you're able, we're going to ask you to stand one more time. And His mercy is more is the name of this psalm. Psalm 136.1 says, O oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endureth forever. Thank God that His mercy endureth forever, because I sure need His mercy. Amen. All right, y'all, let me get this started. Seem seems like it's a little blank for me. Mm. Praise the Lord. His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. What love could remember, no wrongs we have done. omniscient and all-knowing, He counts not their sum. Thrown into a sea without bottom or shore. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord. His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. What patience would wait as we constantly roam. What Father so tender is calling us home? He welcomes the weakest, the vilest, the poor. Our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. Praise the Lord, His mercy is more. New every morn, our sins, they are many, His mercy is more. What riches of kindness He lavished on us, His blood was the payment, His life was the cause. We stood neath a debt we could never afford. His mercy is more. Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is more. One more time. Praise the Lord. His mercy is more. Stronger than every morning. our sins they are many, his mercy is more. Our sins they are many, his mercy is more. Amen. If you agree with that, praise the Lord. Raise your hand to the Lord God Almighty. Okay, now the most important part of the service is preaching. So Pastor Joe, come on, give him a nice hand.
0: Man, What a great day in the house of the Lord it's been already. Uh, There's no greater place to be on a Sunday, let alone any other day of the week, than to be with God's people. I want you to know there's coming a great day where we're going to be not only with our Lord face to face, but you and I will worship the Lord perfectly, completely, and in such unity that we've never seen, nor will we ever see on this earth. I want unity for the church, the church as a whole, not just here at Victory Way, but we want God to move amongst us. And I hope that's why you're here today. And I want to thank the Lord that His mercy is more. We've seen exactly what that means in the life of two people today who have trusted Christ and wanted to outwardly and openly express that. Today we see God's mercy displayed as we're just in a little while, after I get done flapping my yap, we're going to partake of the Lord's Supper, and we're going to get to be mindful and, and, and to pause and to reflect on the fact that the Lord Jesus Christ left the glory of heaven, put on flesh, came to this world, died, for you and me and our sins. He loved us even while we were yet sinners, that Christ died for us. He buried and that He rose again the third day according to Scripture. And that we do this in remembrance of not only His death, bone, and resurrection, but in remembrance that Jesus said He's coming back for His church and one day He is coming back for His church. That could be today. It could be tomorrow. I know one thing. We are today one day closer than we were yesterday and we should be longing and looking forward to that day. That was the great hope of the early church. It was the founding uh, doctrines of the early church that they knew. That Christ died, was buried and rose again And that they now had a relationship with God They were now set free from their old ways Whether it was through the law Whether it was through their paganism Whatever it was They had been freed from their sin And now they were unified under one banner And that banner was not a the, the first Baptist church Or the first this church of Jerusalem No, it was the church of Jesus Christ Christ it was that they now stood upon a rock a solid rock a, a sure foundation they stood upon a precious stone the cornerstone of the church the head of the church and that now you and I can be a part of the body yet yeah, we can see Christ's work from the day of Pentecost to today and how that same Holy Spirit that saved 3,000 souls that day is still saving souls today nearly 2,000 years later and is preparing us for that glorious day where Christ will call us out of here. And until that day, that same Holy Spirit is working in us through the Word of God, is drawing us nearer together, even the ones you don't like and even the ones that grate on your nerves, He's drawing you closer because there's coming a day where they won't get on your nerves no more and you won't get on their nerves. <laughs> take your Bible turn with me to Acts chapter 2 this morning. Acts chapter 2. Today the Lord has led me here to take a pause from our, our little study that we had in Colossians, but truly it is... Really, the same message we've been preaching for a little while now, but it's just going to be in Acts chapter 2, and that is this the indicative gives us the imperative, meaning who we are in Christ and what we possess in Christ allows us to then uh, obey Him. Freely. I want you to know today, if you are trusting in Jesus, you are more free than anyone or anything in this world because you are freed from sin, not freed to sin. You are now free to serve the Lord. He is a good and a faithful master because not only is he our master, our, our King of Kings and our Lord of Lords, but he is our very near friend. And Jesus himself is declared to be that, that we are joint heirs with him. Uh, he is our elder brother, if you will. He is the one who has begat us. He is the one who has drawn us to, Christ, uh, to, the, to the Lord. He is the one who has reconciled us to the Father. He is now our mediator and our intercessor, and He draws us together today to His Word. We're going to look today in Acts chapter 2. We're going to look at verse 37 through 47. And then in a little bit, we're going to jump over to 1 Corinthians 11. Today, we're going to be focusing on obeying the ordinances. I want you to know, first of all, that baptism and the Lord's Supper are not requirements of salvation. They are, as a matter of fact, done because you are saved. They are done because you have already repented and trusted Christ. We're going to see that in just a moment here in Acts chapter 2. We'll see it as well in 1 Corinthians 11, because the people that gathered to partake of the Lord's Supper were the church. In order to be a part of the church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, you must repent of your sins and trust Jesus alone. You cannot be trusting in church membership. You can't be trusting in baptism. You can't be trusting in partaking in the Lord's Supper, nor can you trust in any title you may or may not have. You must trust in the finished work of Jesus Christ alone. To trust in anything else or to trust in Jesus plus something else is not going to cut the muster on judgment day. You will see God as judge and he will cut right through all of that extra stuff that you piled on and he will say, depart from me for I never knew you. The question today is Do you know Christ? Are you in Christ today? Have you repented and trusted Jesus? And if you have, then today we can look at this beautiful picture of baptism. We can look as we're about to partake here in just a little while of the Lord's Supper as an open invitation for God's people to come together as the body, as the bride, and to praise the Lord freely for who He is and what He has done for us, that we don't have to focus or or worry about what our uh, eternity is going to be like. We don't have to worry so much about all these other things that religion piles on, but we can freely serve Christ and we can freely be united together in Him. Uh, The Bible tells us here in Acts chapter 2, Verse 37 says, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. What did they hear? We'll get to that in just a moment, but it's the gospel. It is that Christ came, He died, He rose again because of their sin, because of your sin, because of my sin. But praise the Lord, our sins, they are many, but His mercy is more, and it is by His mercy that we are saved. Grace and mercy go hand in hand. Grace is a gift of which we Uh, are able to receive by faith that we did not earn did not deserve mercy is a withholding of what we do deserve today what you and i deserve without christ just in our flesh we deserve hell we deserve judgment we deserve wrath but jesus took that judgment he took that wrath he drank that cup that you and i could never take a sip from and live And He did so to offer you forgiveness and to draw you to the Lord so that you might know Him, that you might be assured of your salvation, that you might be assured of your eternity, that you might be in right standing with the Lord your God, not because of who you are and what you have done, but simply because of who He is and what He has done. And the very essence of who God is is not only His holiness and not only His love and all these things, but it is that beautiful mercy of which Christ came and died for sin. Not just for sin, but for sinners, specifically to to save us. Now, he says, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? You know why they ask that? It's because mankind is always looking, what can we do to be saved? What can I do to be saved? And what works always does is get you to this place where you're continuously trying to earn your salvation. Here at this point, they're going, what else could we do? We've got no answer. We've got no hope. We've got no confidence. We've seen that our past walk, that our past works, and our our keeping of, of all these laws and all these things, it's not doing it. We've heard this, and it has affected and pricked our heart. It has changed us. What can we do? And here's what Peter says. He said unto them, notice the order of this, repent. Why? Because There will be no baptism. There will be no church membership. There will be no partaking of the Lord's Supper unless you have first come to a place of repentance. This is not just one thing of turning from one thing, but it is a turning from one and turning to another. That is faith. Repentance and faith in Christ. Not repenting and trusting in good works not repenting and trusting in religion not repenting and trusting in this church or that church or this way or that way but repenting and trusting in the way jesus christ said i am the way the truth me life no man comes to the father but by me we must trust in christ alone there that very word repent is salvation then be baptized this is the beginning of sanctification this is the first great true step in obedience and notice this we have other folks who have been uh, saved and have gone into heaven without ever being baptized, there was a man who died the same day that Jesus did. He died on a cruel cross, a cruel cross of which he deserved, though. As a matter of fact, he was the other thief that had said, how are you going to tell Jesus uh, that, that, and mock him? We are dying justly. He's dying unjustly. And he looks to Christ and he says, remember me when you enter your kingdom. And what does Jesus say? Today. Thou shalt be with me in paradise. You know what happened the moment that that man who confessed Christ and who asked Jesus simply to remember him? You know what happened the moment he died? He didn't go to purgatory. He didn't go to hell. He didn't go to some waiting compartment. He didn't have to try to go get baptized and hop off the cross because he died on that cross. There wasn't no baptism after that. He was saved. Not because he earned it. Not because he got baptized. Not because of anything that that man could have done. He deserved the fires of hell as much as you and I And Jesus saved him by his mercy only because that man received the gift of Christ by faith. Remember me. Today, the same could be said for each one of you today if you would simply look to Christ, call upon his mercy. Lord, remember me. That's salvation. To be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. We find that obedience brings gifting. Obedience brings a blessing as it did in the Old Testament. It does still today in the New Testament alike. And what we find is that the great gift that the believers, those who had repented and trust Jesus, were receiving as they had then taken the step of obedience being baptized was that gift of the Holy Spirit. The same Holy Spirit they had that day is the same Holy Spirit you have today that is indwelling every believer. He is there to convict he uh, of sin he is there to approve of sin he is there to teach us and to draw us to christ to draw us away from this world and to draw us all the more to the gospel message to to that beautiful old rugged blood-stained cross of calvary that draws us and says come come as you are come from wherever you're coming from come with all of your baggage come with all of your sin and give it to christ because he's already bled and died and rose again for it we can trust in him he says in verse 39 for the promise is unto you that's personal and to your children meaning this this is going from generation to generation salvation has not changed and the way in which souls can be saved has not changed nor will it change today, I don't care what you think about yourself, what you think about your walk, and neither does God. At this point, what he simply says is come, because there's only one way to heaven. There's only one way of forgiveness of sins, and it is not going to be through your good works. It is not going to be through joining His church. It's not going to be through baptism waters, nor anything else you could possibly think of. It is only going to be through repentance and faith. Those baptism waters and that Lord's Supper that we'll partake of in just a little while is to show that I've been saved and set free and held secure by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and there's Nothing or no one that can ever change that. I am who I am in Christ, not because of who I am, but because of who He is, and that is enough. That is sufficient. Either it's sufficient or it's not. And it was sufficient on the day of Pentecost. It's sufficient today. Won't you come to Christ? To all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Praise the Lord this morning. We got to see that the Lord called a couple more and said, Won't you come? And they said, Yes. Now, the Lord might be calling and calling and calling today, but I will tell you this only faith picks up the phone. You must believe. Christ calls, Christ convicts, but you must confess. And without confession of Jesus Christ, you will die. I don't care how many times you've been sprinkled, tinkled, dunked, or sunk, I don't care how many churches you've joined, God will say, Depart. You must know Christ. Is it well with your soul? Is it assured today? Do you know this Jesus? He says in verse 40, and with many other words, he testify and exhort saying, save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. Why? The reason why they got baptized is not to be saved. It's because they had already received the word. What is receiving the word? We talk about this in Sunday school. Receiving is this precious gift this is that they have put it, their, their faith and trust in Jesus. This is this that God has called, He has offered salvation. It is wrapped in a beautiful red bow, uh, and, and there it is. But they must receive. And when they received by faith, that is salvation. And then they were gladly baptized. Why? Because they gladly received Christ. They knew who they were. And their old identity was gone. And they have a new identity. It, it was not in Judaism. It was not in their paganism. It was not in this world. It was not being a Jewish Christian. Nor was it being in a pagan Christian. Or an American Christian. Or any other blankety Christian. It was in that they were a Christian. And that was enough. Our identity is in Christ Christ alone because of christ alone he says in the same day they're added to them about three thousand souls how could they baptize that many because jerusalem was a perfect place for it they've been baptizing people long before you know why because baptism was not something created to make salvation rather baptism itself and the motive which which has always been immersion is this it is an identification with a movement with a group with a belief system and specifically now on this day it is a turning your back On everything else. We used to sing a song, it's been probably a while here, right? You might remember it. I have decided to follow Jesus. That's the only part on piano I can ever play. Sometimes when I play it, I only get I have decided, I have decided, because I forget about the rest. I don't remember how to get to it, but I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. That act of baptism is not to be saved. It is going, I am saved, and my back is now turned to the world. My back is now turned to the devil. My back is now turned to the flesh, of which I have been crucified with Christ. I am dead, buried, and risen with Him, and now I solely identify with Jesus. There's no turning back. My eyes are fixed on Him by faith. My eyes are looking up by faith to His promise of His return, of which we'll get to in just a little while. That is salvation. That is the Christian life. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread. That's going to be important. And in prayers. And the fear came upon every soul. And many wonders and signs were done by the apostles, not the others. By the apostles. There's no more apostles. And all that believed were together and had all things common and sold their possessions and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. By the way, this isn't socialism. It's called taking care of the body, taking care of the bride, taking care of one another. They sold to give. Why? Because they had been changed and saved by the gospel, and they knew that the gospel was to go forth to all people. Matter of fact, Jesus had already told the apostles that in Acts eight. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Thank God Carroll County is a part of the uttermost parts. And, and we got some uttermost parts in Carroll County, don't we? But praise God that God saves souls in the uttermost parts. And He saves to the uttermost. It says, And they continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread, Notice that again, from house to house. To eat their meat with gladness and sealness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Let us pray. Lord God, we want to thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your word. Lord, we thank you for the beautiful picture of baptism and the Lord's Supper today that remind us of the beautiful gospel. Lord, there's nothing any, any more important that I could ever preach. There's nothing greater that we could ever cling to. Lord, we have nothing else to cling to except for who Christ is and what he's done for us. I pray that today, if there's one today who's lost and undone, if there's one who's trusting in an ounce of anything else except for Jesus, God, that you would bring them under such conviction that they wouldn't wait to some invitation, but they'd cry out, for your mercy, and Lord, that they would receive it. Lord, you tell us in your word that anyone who would call uh, anyone who would call upon the name shall be saved. Lord, well, We pray that they would do just that right now, Lord. There's no magic prayer. There's no magic anything that they can do. The work has already been done, but Lord, may they simply confess Christ. May they repent and believe. And Lord, may we even baptize them today to see that their obedience would go forth, that they would desire to turn from this world and to turn to Christ alone. Help us today, O God. And give us what is needed. In Jesus' name, amen. As we look here, first of all, verses 38 to 41, we're going to see the obeying, the ordinance of baptism. Notice this, we've covered this a little bit here already. They, they are pricked in their heart. We have this obey, uh, the, uh, obeying of the call to repent first. That's the first there. It is not be baptized first, it is repent first. Why? Because there's no baptism without repentance. This is why we ask, this is why we talk to those being baptized. Are you trusting in Jesus In Jesus alone, because if you're trusting in Jesus and your Judaism, if you're trusting in Jesus and the fact that you're a church member, if you're trusting in Jesus and these waters that you're in, all you're going to do is go in a wet center and come out one. Ain't no change happening there. There's nothing special about that water, right? It it might have had little bubbles. It might have been a little warmer. That's not doing a thing. Christ is the one that saves. No water on earth can save except for the living water, and that's Christ Himself. He says, Come and drink. The only way you can come and drink of Christ is by faith alone. Now repentance and faith are inseparable. There are some who try to separate them, but what we find with repentance is the very word itself is not just a turning from it, it is a turning to, and you will only turn to Christ if you are trusting in Him. Today, are you trusting in Him? Has there been real repentance in your life? If you say you're not sure, it's because you're not sure. You know the difference, and there is a great difference, and a grave difference between a false repentance, a worldly sorrow, and a real repentance. How can you tell that they had real repentance on the day of Pentecost? Because in verse 37, they were pricked in their heart. That's what you and I might call today, or what we used to call, Holy Ghost conviction. I still believe in Holy Ghost conviction because there's no salvation without it. Unless the Lord shows us that we're a sinner, then we won't know that we need a Savior, and we won't know who He is. It is His convicting power of which He does that He not only convicts us of sin, but draws us to Christ because He shows us that there is no hope without Jesus alone. Repentance turns away while faith turns us towards something, but specifically to someone. And that's the object of our faith and that is far more important. There's plenty of faithful people out there who are lost, who will die and go to hell. The object of faith matters. The object can only be Christ. There are plenty of, uh, of faithful, uh, faithful people in the world today Full of pagan religions And they are more faithful than we are Y'all know how many, how many faithful Mormons And faithful Jehovah's Witnesses Go door knocking compared to Baptists Y'all know how many faithful uh, Muslims there are How many faithful people there are More faithful than us Hey, let's get real real They believe it But their object is wrong and there's a lot of Baptists that I know who have been Baptists so long that their faith is being in that their faith for salvation is being Baptist, not in Christ. That means that they're just as lost as everyone else that we just named. Your faith cannot be in a denomination or any sort of work because if that's the case, then you can't be saved, nor are you saved because you can't earn it, deserve it, work it. You can't magically make and earn God's favor because then it ceases to be grace. And then we know this, we're saved by grace through faith. That's it. Not of yourselves, because if we could be saved by ourselves, we would. And if we could save ourselves, we would lose ourselves. Christ saves in Christ alone. Now with this today, we need to look. We need to see that repentance and faith is the receiving of the gift of forgiveness of sins and the gifting of the indwelling Holy Spirit in the new life of these converts. So why was baptism important then? We're going to get to this baptism was the outward sign of that inward faith. It was the outward expression of that inward heart that says, I am trusting Jesus. I had decided to follow him. No turning back, no turning back. I don't know if they had that on Pentecost or just as I am or any of those things, but I know this, they saw Christ. They were pricked in their heart and they trusted him. They repented of their sins. They trusted Jesus. And then they were gladly, those that gladly received his word were baptized. Why? It is a glad thing to be baptized. Because it's a glad thing to be saved. You can't gladly be baptized unless you have gladly received Christ. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of dread to think that going and getting dunked or partaking of the Lord's Supper or serving in a church, that is a frightening thing to think that that will save you. It is a freeing thing to know that Christ has freely saved me by His grace and mercy. Repentance and faith clearly here are the prerequisite of water baptism, the Lord's Supper, and church membership. Today, if you're a church member, have you obeyed the Lord and been baptized? Today, if you're a church member, have you obeyed the Lord and partook of the Lord's Supper? These are not just commands, but these are commands not to beat us over the head, but to draw us to the power of the Gospel. Because both baptism and the Lord's Supper remind us not just of our sinful condition and how unworthy we are, but they show us that in our sin and in our unworthiness, that Christ in His great love and in His great mercy died for me, rose again, and said, I'll save you anyways and I won't leave you the way that you are, but I will change you from the inside out if you'll only trust me. That's what this is for. Baptism waters say, come to Christ, identify with him, have new life. The Lord's Supper tells us this, come to Christ, remember who he is, remember what he's done. Be united not only to Christ, but as well to his church. Because what we see today is that with baptism and the Lord's Supper is that they both do this. They identify you and unite you with Christ and they give you fellowship and communion with his church. You are now identified with Christ. And if you identify with Christ, you will be identified with his church. Now, as we've already addressed, being a church member, don't save. But if you're saved, you'll be a church member. If you're saved, you will join the local church. You will gather together because this is the means of which Christ is Uh, operating and and sending forth labors and, and drawing sinners to himself through the preaching through the local church and sending forth of missionaries and sending forth of you all who are missionaries today as much as everyone else that we support we go forth to do what God has called us to do as the body that we move as he tells us to move we go where he tells us to go we speak as he tells us to speak that we mind the things of Christ and that we are united to Christ with Christ but in the church and with the church. You can take a Christian out of church. What you'll do is if you separate them from the church is you will watch them slowly shrivel and dry up. There is life in the local body. There is life in the church. There is not eternal life. There is a life that comes in joining because now the body of Christ to be this beautiful picture of our union with Him, and now we can have communion with Christ and communion with the church and baptism in the Lord's Supper are the first two ways in which we find the early church partaking, participating in God's plan. Those that gladly received were baptized. As we know, this baptism, it is immersed in water it is immersed in identification with Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. Romans chapter 6, verse 3 and 4 tells us, Know ye not that so many of us were baptized in Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death. Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. I want you to know, those folks who got, who got baptized this morning, they were already walking in newness of life. This is the outward expression of that new life that they've been given. The Lord's Supper as we come to the table, it is an expression of the new life, the new creation of which we are in Christ Jesus to show us that while we could not save ourselves, that Christ has saved us and to bring us in union and communion with Him and to bring us in union and communion with His body and with His bride. Now the beautiful thing that those on the day of Pentecost who were saved and baptized is that they were no longer identifying as Jewish nor just as Jews or Jewish Christians, or saved Jews, but they now identified solely as their life in Christ. They were now a Christ follower, dead to self, dead to the world, but yet alive in Christ. And this shows us absolutely from the day of Pentecost to today that there is no Jewish church and a Gentile church. There is only the church of God. What was a afar and what was at an enmity and what was separated, He is brought together through His sacrifice galatians chapter 3 tell us this in verse 27 for as many of you have been baptized into christ have put on christ there's neither jew nor greek there's not jewish christians and greek christians there is christians there's christ christians that's it he says there's neither bond nor free there is neither male nor female for you're all one in christ jesus and if you be christ then ye are abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise praise the lord that by faith we get to receive and benefit from the promise of God to him. Furthermore, Ephesians tells us about this in chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 down to 22 says, For he is our peace who hath made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man, so making peace and that he might reconcile both unto God and one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby, and came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. For through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father. Now therefore ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints, nor the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are built together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. Chapter 4 of Ephesians tells us this. He says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, there is one body, one Spirit, even as ye are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is above all and, and through all and in you all. Christ has built one church, and he continues to build his church daily. As Acts 2, verse 47 tells us, the Lord added to his church daily. And today, while you and I might not see it all the time in every church service, we do know this, that Christ is still saving sinners. All who come to him today, he will in no wise cast out. Souls are still being saved throughout the world. Souls will continue to still be uh, saved by grace through faith in Christ. Those that gladly receive Christ by faith will gladly identify with Him in His church through public confession and baptism. There should be joy on days like this. There should be joy when we see someone baptized to show their union and communion with Christ in His church. There should be such joy today in the the church of God as we meet and as we have watched this. There should be joy as we now come and prepare for the Lord's table. You see, but... But, Pastor, I've heard so much about how fearful and fearsome it is. Well, it is, my friend, to those who don't know Christ. But to those who do, He says, don't come as perfect because you're not going to be able to do that, anyways. But He says, come anyways come with the right heart, come with the right attitude? Certainly, yes. Do we need to ask the Lord for forgiveness of sins and things like that? Yeah, because repentance is a daily thing. Repentance doesn't stop the moment you get saved. Repentance continues on. Your Christian life is a walk of repentance. That is not just of going, waking up, or at the end of the night going, oh yeah, I did a couple bad things. Lord, sorry for those couple things. And uh, well, you know, anyway, so uh, yeah, sorry about that, Lord, uh, my bad. You want to call that Repentance. I call that baloney. Repentance is not this false, well, you know, I'm not perfect, I make some mistakes. You you make more than mistakes. You make an absolute offense to a holy and a righteous God. We have to understand sin. We have to understand our Savior. We have to understand this, that repentance is the life of a Christian. And as we talked about earlier, repentance is not just a going, I'm sorry, and going on a better way. It is a turning From the world, the flesh, and the devil. And it is a turning to Christ. Every day I must turn from myself and turn to Christ. Every day I must turn from this world and point myself to the cross. And if I live near the cross, it's going to be a whole lot easier. But the further I am from Jesus, the further I am away from the church, the further I am from my communion and union with him, the further away I will be. And I won't be able to get to that cross so easy because I'm so far I'm off and isolated to myself. And I'm going to wallow in my sinfulness and go, well, I am unworthy to be baptized. I am unworthy to, be, to, be, uh, to, to partake of the Lord's Lord. I'm, I'm just so terrible, all this stuff. And we forget who we are in Christ. Today, if you are in Christ, here's what he tells us in in Romans chapter 8. He makes it very abundantly clear. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. How will you walk after the Spirit and not the flesh? Repentance. How often? Daily. Why? Because daily I have to go no to the flesh and yes to Christ. No to myself and yes to the Spirit that now does a work inside of me. That same Spirit that was poured out upon those believers on the day of Pentecost. And I can understand that because my new position is this, not condemned, not guilty, then I can say and praise God that in in Romans uh, uh, 8.30, chapter chapter 8, as he says in verse number 31, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? No, not one of those things. There's no more condemnation and there's no more separation to those who are in Christ Jesus. We are now united to Him so we can have communion with Him. We are now united to the church so we can have communion in the church. And that's not just talking about a wafer and some, and some great Jews. It is just talking about fellowship together. That you are a part of the same body of Christ as believers that are saved in China to Timbuktu. And even the churches across the road that you might not like or might not even agree with, if there's a saved soul anywhere in this world today, they are a part of the body and bride of Christ. Thank God. I might disagree with them like fire, like the devil this side, but one day, if they're saved and I'm saved, God's going to take care of that. Praise the Lord for it. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 11. We're going to wrap this up. You see there in Acts and the rest of that chapter, chapter 2, he talks about and he says that they continued steadfastly. It says specifically that they continued steadfastly in verse number 42 in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread. And then again, breaking of bread and verse 46. That breaking of bread, you go, well, doesn't that just mean potluck? <laughs> I want you to know this is much more than a Potluck. When the saints of God in the early church gathered, even from the day of Pentecost and forward, they gathered on the first day of the week because that was the day that Christ rose from the dead. They gathered together, and what they would do is that they would praise God by singing. They'd pray. They'd preach the word. And guess what they'd do? They'd partake of the Lord's Supper, and then they'd have potluck. Now, when we come to 1 Corinthians 11, here's the real issue of this passage. There are folks who are showing up the potluck and eating everything at the potluck and not leaving anything else for the rest of them. There are folks who are showing up, getting drunk and filled up, and not leaving anything for those who are slaves or those lower level citizens of Christians. That's not unity, is it? Today, if we put a stipulation and we said, you can only partake of the Lord's Supper if you make more than, I don't know, a million dollars a year. We're all going home, ain't we? (laughs) If you're not, then we're happy to have you. (laughs) Today, we find in 1 Corinthians 11 is this. They gathered and they knew the importance because Christ had already established this table. Christ had already said, this is my body, broken for you. This is my blood shed for you. New covenant. We are now saved freely because His body was broken and not mine. Because His blood was shed and not mine. Because my body could be broken and my blood could be shed and I wouldn't be any more saved than before. I could be baptized eight ways this Sunday and I could be a member of every church in Carroll County, but it's only through trusting in Christ's sacrifice. Today, I bid you, as Christ would bid you, come today. What we find is this beautiful picture, is that the baptism points us to the death, bread, and resurrection of Christ. And the Lord's Supper does the same. This is why these are the two ordinances of the church, established by Christ Himself. 1 Corinthians 11 tells us this. We're going to read verse 23 down for I receive of the Lord, that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he break it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye drink this bread, and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this cause, many are weak and sickly among you. For if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened of the Lord, that we should not be condemned with the world. Wherefore, my brethren, when ye come together to eat, tarry for one another. That's the issue. And if any man hunger, let him eat at home. And ye come not together into condemnation, and the rest will I sit in order when I come. Paul says, "Sit your heart right. He says you can't come sinless, but you can come blameless. And there's a difference. If we could ever be sinless, we wouldn't need Christ in the first place. If we could ever be sinless... We wouldn't need His body broken and His blood shed. We wouldn't need the cross. We wouldn't need an empty tomb. We wouldn't need baptism. We wouldn't need the Lord's Supper. We could just save ourselves, and we can't do that, can we? If we could, Christ died for nothing. What we find in this passage is this. Today, churches, we're gathered today. Well, we might not partake of the Lord's Supper every Sunday, Well, we might have a baptism every Sunday, praise God if we ever get to that point. We'll keep that thing filled up and stirring, and we'll keep some crackers and juice out if that's what we need to do. But the point of the matter is this, Christ has established this for his church to draw us in union and communion, not just together, but with him. And if you are saved today, you can freely, not because of who you are, what you've done, because of who he is and what he has done, partake today. But today in this moment, as we're getting ready to have an invitation, we don't have a we don't have piano, but we're going to sing here in just a moment. And as we do, sing. And if, if you need, first of all, you've never repented and trusted Christ truly and fully. Maybe you felt sorry a little bit. If You've had some worldly sorrow. Maybe you've had church. Maybe you've been baptized. You've been in a church. but Maybe you're a member of this church, but you've never truly been saved. Come, repent and believe the gospel. and Be saved. Today, if you have been saved, I want you to do this as well. Prepare your heart for this time. This is both a serious time, but as well as a freeing time, of which once more is a reminder of God's grace that we are dead, buried, and risen with Christ. That I'm not who I was, and I'm not who I'm going to be. But I shall be changed one day at His appearing. That for oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till He come. Have you faithfully obeyed the ordinances? Are you faithfully obeying Christ today? Are you in union with Christ? Are you in union with His church? Are you in full communion with Christ and fellowship with Him today? Or is something blocking that? If there is, turn from it. And turn to Him. May your sin not drive you away from Christ, but drive you to Him. From the very beginning, sin has driven man away from the only one that can ever help him. You must come to Christ today. If you're lost, come to Christ. If you're saved, come to Christ and find union and communion in Him and with His church. Let's all stand this morning, and we'll be singing a hymn for an invitation. This altar is open if you have a need today.
1: Hymn number 596, I Surrender All. All to Jesus I surrender, all to Him I freely give. I will ever love and trust Him, in His presence daily live. I surrender all, I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. All to Jesus I surrender, humbly at His feet I bow. Worldly pleasures all forsaken Take me, Jesus, take me now I surrender all I surrender all All to thee, my blessed Savior I surrender all all to Jesus I surrender make me savior holy thine may thy holy spirit fill me may I know thy power divine I surrender oh, I surrender To Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all.
0: Let us pray. Lord God, we come to You this day. And we just want to thank You for Your kindness, Your graciousness to us, Lord. God, we just want to thank You that we can gather, we can we can praise Your name, and Lord, that we can surrender all today. Lord, if there's one who has who not, Lord, I pray that they would surrender themselves to You today. Lord, we don't need just more commitment. We need surrender, real surrender, Lord. Open hands lifted up to You that would not only be surrendered for Your service, but surrendered to Your will and and just simply surrendered to receive the blessing of knowing You and walking with You. God, as we prepare now for the partaking of the Lord's Supper, I pray that, God, we would have our hearts prepared by Your Spirit. God, that we would both come humbly, come expectant, Lord, to receive Your grace and, and to see who we are in Christ, and what Christ has provided for us, and that we can long and look forward to that glad reunion day, that day of, that eternal day of union and communion with Christ and with His church. Lord, we love You and we thank You for this time. In Jesus' name, Amen. You guys may be seated. If you need to leave, you're, if you have to go to work, you're welcome to. If those gentlemen who I called up earlier, if y'all would come forward. This time we're going to pass out the elements, and as the elements are played, there's going to be a, uh, some songs that are going to be played. And as this uh, happens, Lord, uh, I want you just to focus upon what Christ has done for us, who we are in Christ, and the fact that Jesus one day is coming again. Are you prepared? Uh, maybe pray now. Lord, we come to you. We just want to thank you. And as these elements are are passed out, Lord, we may be reminded, Lord, that while this is just a simple cracker and and some, some juice, Lord, that we will be reminded of the much deeper meaning that, This is about Christ and that bitter cup of wrath of which He drank for us and His body broken for us so that we can have salvation. That wonderful promise of His return. Lord, may we long and look forward to that day. And Lord, I pray that You would help us now to worship You during this time. In Jesus' name, amen.